Hey, it's Vanessa and warmest welcome to Check the Energy. This is a podcast that is all about looking at life through the lens of energy. It's about navigating new paradigm perspectives and showing up to the table with our most authentic self because that's what energy does. It illuminates what's underneath the surface for us individually and collectively. And when we bring light to what's there, we're starting to work with energy in a more intentional way. In this episode, we have an incredibly powerful conversation around dance and the body as a way to transmute trauma. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back to Check the Energy. And today I am really looking forward to this conversation. I have my guest Ashley with me, and we are going to be talking about dance. Dance as healing, dance as energy, dance as a metaphor for life. And really looking at the connection between uh, dance to transforming trauma, dance and mental health, and this concept of working with life as a dance itself, like how we engage with life and how we move with the energy of life has a really beautiful dance and natural rhythm to it, or at least it can. Now, I I will say, I want to say so many things. I will say that I adore Ashley. I feel like I could lay at her feet and listen to her talk <laughs> for because I really, I love her perspective. I love the, the melodic rhythm of her voice and just her deep, deep wisdom. So I'm really pleased that uh, she's here with me today. And I'm going to go ahead and have Ashley introduce herself officially and share a little bit about your background, how you came to have dance be such a part of your life and how it's transformed you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vanessa. This is so exciting. I've been dreaming about being on a podcast for about a year and a half. So it's here. This is so cool. So thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. My name is Ashley Gilbert and I am a dancer and a choreographer and a healer and a connector of uh, healing and dance and women and energy. Yeah. So I think you asked me, yeah, how this, how I came to dance. And, you know, I was thinking about it recently in, in connection to trauma. And um, I had an insight recently, and that was that when I was three years old, I decided that I wanted to dance. And I told my mom, I want to go to dance class. It came completely from me. And uh, at three years old, she took me to ballet and then, of course, a whole career uh, continued, but I realized I got the insight recently that I think that my soul, my spirit, knew that a lot of trauma was coming, mm. and that dance would be my way to transmute it. Mm. Yeah. So. That has been my tool uh, since I was three years old, my love, my passion, but also my way of uh, transmuting, moving, shifting uh, pain and trauma and um, story, mine and others. Mm. What a powerful realization mm. to hold that in your awareness and what I can imagine is as that landed in you, that wisdom of that reflection, mm. I can see how it would provide this, this foundational wave of looking back at everything that you've gone through and seeing how dance supported you in that process. Okay. Uh, a thousand percent. It's yeah. I'm so, I'm so grateful. Yeah, it makes me emotional. I'm so grateful to have had it. Yeah. And just to have shared it. So. Now, tell me more about how, how dance itself, how the movement of the body helped you to transmute trauma. Mm, how that happened. Um, yeah. 
let's see. I think uh, I am a highly sensitive person. And I, you know, took in particularly a lot of other people's trauma from their lifetime, particularly my mother. And um, I think it landed in my body. And I, I, I think there was no other way. Like it was impossible for me. I needed to get it out. And in a way, I think I also did it for her. Mm. So I did it for both of us. And it really helped. It really, she, you know, there was this like circular energy of me not saying it was healthy, but her, you know, uh, releasing her story into me and then me transforming and moving it into movement and dance and emotion and expression. And it was a way for me to release. It was a way for me to release. I'm almost stunned as I'm listening to you. And it's this, it's interesting because I, I feel like I'm on this borderline of feeling the emotion of, of you simply talking about this mm. and also uh, feeling the movement. It's interesting because as you're speaking about all of this, I feel my body releasing the mm. trauma, releasing the stories just in the act of listening to you and how y your telling of this story is just simply allowing energy to move. And I, I often hold storytelling in general as, as um, wisdom medicine, that we all have this, this medicine that we can share with each other that can activate healing for us just in the telling of the stories. And I find myself just more naturally in the realm of, of, of speaking, of being a messenger, of having a lot of things to say. But when I think of the body as a messenger and the body as the holder and teller and releaser of stories, it feels like such a more uh, organic, holistic kind of experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like once you start working with the body, because uh, I've been working with throat activation for so long because that's so much part of my path is to use my voice as an activator mm. of, of healing and to share these concepts. But I'm feeling the impulse as you're speaking of my body wanting to get involved. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, the, the whole rest of me that is saying move, like move with this energy. Mm. And so I have you know, so many questions that I want to ask you. And, and I'm just also curious, like, where do you start? Like, where do you start when your body begins to come back online hmm. and say, I want to play, or I want to start to feel safer, or I want to release this trauma? How do you work with that? Because at least from my perspective, I, I, I find myself in more of the, um, PTSD type of responses or, you know, complex um, mm -hmm. CPTSD, right? Like a, a yes. variety of responses where yes. the body shuts down and it holds. Yes. It And so how can you kind of, you know, do we gently invite the, the body into the space? Like how do you begin to work with the energy from a physical level? I think it's first just as you, as you, as you know, um, becoming aware of it, right? The first thing is, whoa, what are my, what are my triggers? What are my responses to this PTSD? You know, how, do, how is my body reacting? That's really the first question. And until we can kind of have that, like, whoa, how, how is my physical body reacting right now in this moment? And is it affected by the past, by the present, by the future? What is it, what's happening? And, I mean, I can only answer f for myself, like what uh, what I what I what I do, um, and and what I do is I, you know, part of my trauma response is to go and self isolate. <laughs> mm. So I actually take a lot of time um, by myself and with music, 
and I sit even if it's in like your bathroom or <laughs> your closet or for me music and just sitting with myself and my body and seeing where what's going on asking what do I feel in my body right now what is my body telling me and what movement can I make or what breath can I bring to you know ease the body and connect to the body um, but I think the first thing is just becoming aware sitting mm. with the body mm. and feeling so for the I mean since we're talking about trauma here and oftentimes I, I find with trauma like in my own personal experience and then also professionally working with so many clients that have experienced trauma is what happens when you don't feel mm. when you feel like you uh, have the you know you've disassociated with your body essentially yeah and you're not quite clear um and so I think it's a powerful place to like you said start with awareness and start with like what is happening and what is going on mm. but how can you create yeah a container of safety and an opening for yourself to help reassure your body that it is it's safe to feel again yeah I think what comes up for me is is starting with with self-love right so that I don't know how ever you want to uh, communicate to your body maybe it's verbally maybe it's with touch maybe it's with movement maybe with breath but finding a way to communicate to your body that it's loved that it's seen that it's been holding so much for you for so long and then it's there and that it's okay and that it's safe and this like self-appreciation love and connection I use touch you know I use a lot of touch I just really go in and I just love on my body all my little chunks you know <laughs> all my parts I really just go in with my hands and I mean this is my my way to communicate but, uh, and I really reassure and and touch myself and connect with myself physically and reassure the body that it's okay that it's safe that you're here and you're arriving I now know why I do not video record these. <laughs> you see me like with like tears, tears coming down. Uh, yeah, that was beautiful. Th thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm right. I'm right in the process. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm right in the process. <laughs> and I, I think just to, uh, well, the, just what you're saying to me, mm. hold on, as I gather, gather myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I am now like in five different corners of the room energetically. Let's pull yeah, ourselves pull back, back together, yeah, yeah, yeah. get back Tapping. into the body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I love this concept. This is one of the most powerful concepts that I've learned in the past two years specifically and that is of having a witness mm -hmm. like the having a witness to you know the good the bad the ups and downs how just to life and how to start cultivating the witness within yourself to hold space so it's it's you know it's like you're simultaneously the person that is having the experience of remembering uh you know of whatever is moving through your system right the feeling or the sensation or the thought like you're in the experience but you're also being a witness to your to yourself i mean i think it's absolutely so so important for the the collective for humanity in general is to have a witness in other people but if you aren't at that place yet where you feel like you can access 
uh, having another human being as your witness is to begin to cultivate that witness, that witnessing within yourself. And I'm now just thinking of it as like having your body be the witness. And in some ways, our bodies always are, right? Like they're always both the experiencer and the witness to whatever it is that we're going through. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, yeah, can you say more about like developing your relationship with your body um, yeah. and how that, how and what that might look like as a dance? Mm. Yeah, I, um, you know, coming from the dance world, obviously, I've had a um, um, challenging relationship with my body. um, From self image to weight to, um, you know, always looking in the mirror, you know, always trying to a lot of perfectionism. And, you know, I I, I definitely had to release all of a lot of that in my late 20s as I came out kind of a professional dance world and and into kind of really accepting myself and loving myself and um, not looking in the mirror as much and coming from an inner world of like, wow, I'm good enough, I'm whole enough, you know, um, and the more that I could feel that and sense that, the more like the dysmorphia left, right? Um, yeah, so I forgot the second question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I was just thinking like how like how we develop, how we come into relationship with our body mm. and how that might look over time, like as a dance. Like I just, um, I, I remember my time. So for, for those of you, I mean, actually nobody would really know this because I don't know if I've shared it with really anybody outside of um, my husband, but, but I worked with you mm. through this concept of, of shadow dance. And, um, and so the experience that I had with you of like from the starting point to where we went was a, such a shift in my relationship with my with my body and first not feeling very comfortable or feeling like I had to control it in certain ways to then starting to let the energy move through and, and, um, in a more organic unfiltered type of way. And so I'm just curious if you can speak to like how we can develop our relationship with our body and how that change how dance can change that how like moving our our body can change our relationship with our body yeah I think um, the first thing that comes to me is you know how much we're in our heads right so we're always in this upper world of the head and the dance and movement and just through any any forum you know yoga however you want to start moving just getting your energy away from the mental and down into the physical um, is just a way to another tool to, and I think in my mind, you know, one of the best tools to bring you into the earth realm, right? And starting to really move energy on a physical plane through, not through the mind, but through the body, right? So, and then I think there is a uh, intuitive way that once you drop out of the brain and into the body there's this like dropping down into your essence and who you are on away from your mental thought process and then slowly and slowly this intuitive part of your body uh, can kind of take over and can kind of you can lean on it like I feel like it's become like a, a, a good friend like you were saying like a witness you know um, that I can count on uh, no matter what, even if it's hurt, even if it's uh, physically hurt or emotionally hurt, that I can drop down and in, into this physical form, that beautiful physical form that we've been given and, and start to, you know, move energy through the physical form in order to heal, in order to become more present in this, in this world. Now, do you do you sense that well hmm how do I want to word this 
Do you sense that this is part of the awakening for humanity, uh, this reconnection with the body and reconnection with uh, like being safe to be on earth and mm. being grounded in the body? I just, I find often that at least in the realm that I'm, I'm in that we're both in that we talk about this idea of awakening or this idea of ascension and it's very um, referencing very much like the spiritual world and and sort of these higher frequency concepts but I'm finding that the more and more that I allow myself to get very rooted in my own body and my own experience that like the awakening is actually so much about just being able to be here and like be, be like be in the body be in the pain and be in the joy and uh, you know not escape from be, it be human yeah be human yeah yeah i yeah i fully agree i mean i spent from my own background i spent many years after dance becoming a yoga studying yoga Mm -hmm. And, you know, became a yoga teacher and, you know, was on that path for about 10 years, 10, 12 years. And for me, there was a big disassociation between being spiritual and being human. And I couldn't put them together. I just didn't know, like, why is it only good to be spiritual? And then, I, and then I have this bad human side, you know, it was very polarized. And so I actually kind of had to really let go of yoga and mm. really let go of this idea that only being uh, in your higher self and in the spiritual realm was the way it was the good way. That's when you're good. And this is, this is how I felt, right? This is my you know, my programming, but, um, uh, so I actually had to let it go and I had to feel like I could just be a human and I could be in whatever what I was experiencing in all my emotions, that all my emotions are okay. You know, that I don't have to push them away, that I can be angry and be spiritual, that I can <laughs> be jealous and be spiritual. And then what is the spirituality? So I kind of had to move it away. And for me, in order to kind of break open into a new new way, right, as I evolved. And for me, I started working um, with a beautiful woman on, on womb healing and shamanic work. And this work really brought me deep and down into it, you know, into the dark soil of like the rah, human experience of being on earth and like letting it all be and hang out and what is there. What are the ugly parts that I need to look at? You know, the shadow work, all of this. So, and that work coming into the womb and coming into the depths of my femininity, more connected to the earth plane than the spiritual plane, than the higher up, up, up plane, really helped me to ground into my body, to ground into what was going on um, in my emotional world and my trauma world and my, you know. So, yes, <laughs> that's a long way to say yes. I agree. I agree that coming into the body is part of um, our, you know, shifting the paradigm and coming into being able to be human and spiritual and be it all, you know, all, mm -hmm. all is welcome all aspects of you are welcome. Now, can I, I, can I ask, how has that changed your daily life to be able to integrate both this, the spirit and the earth and the, the body and the mind? Like, how are you different in your daily world? So after kind of clearing and healing, and I'm still in the process, huh? <laughs> I am still in the are, process. Well, like, so. are we ever not in the process? <laughs> I'm not coming to you all clean and shiny, and you know, I'm I'm still in the I'm still in there. But you know, um, after going through some deep energetic shifting of trauma, um, I found self love. I found a deep, deep, deep well of self love, deep for me inside 
my womb space, my heart space, my physical space. And so it's been the growing of that idea in my body, in my, not outside myself coming from the outside in, but really from the inside in, feeling conscious, deep, spiritual love for myself coming in and connecting to that energy that has helped me feel safe in the world. I'm still working on that. Um, feel able to be deeply authentic and flawed. Mm. And I, as an American, as a New Yorker, as a performer from my own story, used to put on a lot of facades mm. of I'm, I'm perfect, I'm shiny, I'm, you know, I, so I had to really work to break all of those facades, you know, off my body um, mm. to be like, all of me is okay. And the more I can sit in all that I am, the more authentic I can be. The more So for me, the answer to your question is it's shifted my daily life by me being able to walk out and be much more authentic and mm. much more connected to my own self-love and my own self-worth, even though I'm flawed. Mm. Beautiful. Hmm. Hmm. We're just going to sit here and breathe together. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like this that. is, yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, it takes discipline for me at least to pause, to honor the pause, to, uh, to just stop for a moment. It's a very different rhythm than I think that we are trained to engage with. And I, I have to say, I always appreciate that whenever I've interacted with you. I'm like, this is giving me time just to be in your presence for me, even if it's just vocally. I always... Well, like I said at the beginning, when we weren't recording, I always start sweating immediately. <laughs> and, and I always feel this, this need for a pause. And I, my whole body is like, oh, thank ah. you. Thank you for doing what I've been wanting you to do. Because my, my nature, which is, I think, you know, part of... Um, I don't know, part of my personality or design, but also pair that with a lovely variety of, you know, trauma experiences. And there's a tendency <laughs> in me that wants to just go, 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 go. Yeah. Like really like keep moving on to the next experience. And when you, when I, at least when I look out on the, the collective landscape from an energetic perspective, there's a, there's a flurry of activity and there's a lot of erratic motion. And so I, I feel so strongly that the more we can have conversations with pauses and moments with physical stillness, that the collective energy wave that I see, which is a little staticky, very discordant, um, We'll, we'll begin to smooth out, you know, and I just think, what does that translate to in terms of how we think and how we feel and how we relate and how we show up when the rhythm energetically has both stabilized and come into more natural form. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't really have any question within that for you, but no, yeah. I don't know if you have any yeah. Any thoughts or anything you want to add to, to that imagery? What came up for me was the ability to, when you take pause, is to make change. So that pause can give you the time, give me the time to observe 
what's happening where am i is this you know is this am i responding out of often an authentic authentic place or am i responding from you know a a, a non-authentic place and and you know see that and then maybe even make shift make change from that paused place so yeah and integration it feels like mm. Mm-hmm. Like allowing for things to actually settle in mm-hmm. and and then choose from a mm-hmm. from a more, you know, yeah, integrated and whole space. What what direction now? Exactly. You know, where do we where do we take this next? So exactly. there is something coming up um, for me that I'm curious about with you, and it's where you started from. And it was about how you you allowed, it's not even allowed, it's like the dance, you became the dance. Like the dance just, it made space for the trauma to transmute and it wasn't just your story, it was the story that was imprinted upon yeah. you or passed down to you. And... Uh, I'm wondering what did you notice in terms of a shift in energy or a shift in relationship or, um, you know, how, how do you feel like that dance and that release of the story from your space, whether that story belonged to you or not, how did it change the lineage or the, the trajectory or like, mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know where? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think um, it goes back to what you said about the witness. It got seen on a stage for the collective. The story, the story that I was holding when I would choreograph. I would choreograph pieces, and when I was at university, and particularly uh, a lot of the strongest work that I did was solo work uh, connected to my story, and particularly the story of my. Uh, 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 feminine lineage, my mother and my grandmother, so on and so forth. Um, and it got seen. So it got taken away from a dark, sticky, shame, you know, place and light. Literally, literal light was, shi- was shown you know, shining on the piece, shining on me as I expressed the story to an audience, to the collective. So, yeah, I think that's how. <laughs> and, and, and you felt, I would assume, free? Yes. After? Yes. Yes. And so pieces would fall off. Pieces would become less um, stuck obviously in my body, a less shameful, less, you know, there was again, this release of, ah, it's seen, ah, it's moved. Ah, I can get it out, get it out, get it out so that I can uh, be, you know, in the world and not carrying so much all the time. Hmm. Yeah. And that led me, you know, to come back uh, when I was 40 years old. Um, uh, as you know, I made this short dance film uh, about my healing process, um, mm-hmm. from uh, which I started healing probably around the healing call around 35. Then I had two children, and then I had to, you know, kind of heal in between that. And so it, it, it was a long process. Uh, it's still going, but it's you know unraveling, and um, it hit its height at around 40. And um, I had done you know some training work with the womb, as I, I mentioned, and that really helped to kickstart my my energetic healing and shadow healing. And I wanted to move that process into film, so um, I just got the call. So you know, it's again going back to when I was younger, you know, and. and moving it through my body, through, through art. So how can you move your story through art, uh, through dance, particularly this, you know, this, the mode of dance. And, 
it was, I just kept hearing, don't think, just do, don't think, just do, you know, it was um, Mm. when I was creating the piece and um, it was for no one else other than me. Like it just, I needed it again. I needed a witness. It's so funny, Mm. you know? Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. It needed a stage. Like that's my way. (laughs) But um, yeah. So I created this, this short dance film based on my childhood and trauma and, um, and its release uh, through art, through creativity. And uh, it's um, not even the outcome. It was the process. The process was healing. Mm. The process was so healing. You know, part of it, I needed to scream I need mm. to scream and I didn't know how to scream, you know, in my daily life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't like go out to the store. I'm like, I need to scream. It's not my, not my way. So I uh, created a forum where I could just let it rip. It was one of the scariest things I've ever done uh, in front of a camera, but I did it. And it just like primordial, you know, just rage, just, Ah, came out. Mm. It felt great. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, you know, as you're as you're sharing that, it's it was it is it's, it's it's bringing up this idea for me around the voice, and um, you know how we can use our voice to begin to move energy in the body how our voice is part of the dance too. Yes. Um, and I, I, I know I, fl- I very much fluctuate with how my voice um, comes across depending on how much I'm being affected by energy in the mo- moment, how grounded I am, um, how whole I feel in any given moment. And I do vaguely remember you um, sharing with me to like, share my voice mm-hmm. in in our dance work and I was like I can't <laughs> I, it won't happen and you're like I just you know I, I was in such you know admiration and also envy and envy and admiration of like the the way that you allowed the energy to organically just move through your body and move through your voice and you know I'm I, I had not realized, and and still I'm getting reminded in this conversation itself how cerebral I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even <laughs> even even about energy, right? Like mm-hmm. how the body piece for me is still coming online, mm-hmm. and 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 still in in the process of of unfolding. And my my head. My head and my heart are are very much leading the way, and they feel like in pretty close partnership with each other. But my body is going like, hold on, everyone, you know, like I'd like to join the party here, and um, and you know, slowly I feel like I'm in turtle mode a little bit with that. But um, just to go back to the voice and. Uh, you know, you're talking about screaming and and just the releasing of all of that pent up energy. I, I find like nearly every client I've ever worked with has got voice stuff going on, <laughs> like, you know, really wanting to activate their voice in the world. And so can you speak a little bit more to, you know, yeah. like how to create, how create or experience like a little more of a harmonic between the, 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 the mind and the heart and the voice and the body. So we can all like all of these benevolent forces that we are can work together mm. because I personally want to know the answer. <laughs> no, I, I would love to hear what you have to say about that. And I would also love to experience that as well. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I again I can speak uh, yeah to my experience so being a dancer you are never trained in the voice right it's all physical uh, and mental um, and 
It took me many years to get over the shame of using my voice uh, when moving, when uh, expressing. And it's only come to me in the past, I would say, where I feel comfortable doing it in the past, you know, I don't know, something over 40. No, <laughs> uh, in the past, you know, five years or so. Mm. Uh, and it came where I w- it came to me through the shamanic work. And mm. it's interesting because I actually am getting, have been getting the signal to create more classes and workshops that combine movement and voice work. So Mm. where you can't, where you are free, because there's this collective shame, I feel around using the voice, taking up space, being, you know, there's this collective kind of downward motion and Mm. I I know again it's taken me a lot of work and time to release that and I find in my own process now I realize and it's actually quite unconscious but it's becoming more conscious is that when I'm in the space by myself and I'm moving I I make noises (laughs) (laughs) I make the like grunting and like I just and now I just want to share that you know it's just so it, it adds so much to 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 this release you know to this connection to this force um of where all like you're at like you're saying where all cind- uh, cylinders are moving and firing and, and it's vocal and it's you know there's juices flowing and the body's flowing and the brain is moving and yeah I probably didn't answer the question, but that's what came to me. Um, Practice, yeah, yeah, finding finding it for yourself first, you know. Because again, becoming aware that maybe there's a a blockage there, and um, and starting to to explore what I what I am into now, as I said, is exploring movement with vocalization. Mm. I have one last question for you yes I believe because I I am I want to keep talking to you no I want to I love I'm enjoying this conversation um my question has to do with um the shamanism and Mm. the womb work and you know just tying it back into what we were just talking about which is the voice and how the voice became more alive and rich and activated for you as you started to explore you know your experience through the shamanistic lens Mm -hmm. and through the womb healing and um what was what did that look like for you what were some of the you know maybe pivotal or catalyzing experiences that you had within that um just to make the idea of womb healing and also shamanic work more perhaps accessible um obviously we all have our own unique experiences no matter what the the framework is that we're working within but i I think there's a way that we can demystify some of the assumptions we might have around those types of healing modalities Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of a multi the multifaceted question there, but if you could just speak to um, how your voice got activated through those two realms. Yes. Um, so, yeah, as I said, I came from the dance world, which was very quiet vocally. Then I went into the yoga world, which was very controlled vocally, right? Mm. You could only <clears throat> make certain sounds. <clears throat> My voice is <laughs> getting activated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, and there were appropriate ways to the, use, you know, again, it's very uh, codified, right? So um, I had to break free of that. And at around 35, I, I knew I needed to heal. And that this yoga spiritual world, which was beautiful and gave me so much, wasn't enough. I needed to go deeper. And um, that led me to do start uh, a sacred woman awakening training which was um, all about coming to the earth and coming into the body and particularly into kind of the forgotten center of the womb 
um, by this beautiful woman named Diana Bilyeu. And I sat in her teepee. So she had a teepee. <laughs> it was very new for me. Huh? Mm. And there were, it's all women's work, which also made it a lot safer for me, I realized. Mm. Um, so I had about, there were six women in her teepee. And as she gave this beautiful example of how to release through song, through drum, through breath, through movement, but she gave the power to us. So mm. she wasn't teaching us. She just gave us space. And this was very new for me. Uh, I was very much so, you know, dogmatic. Someone's, you know, teaching me what to do. Da, 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 da. And all of a sudden I had this space to really just be myself and through the shamanic lens, which is through the drum, yeah, through the movement, through kind of moving energy in the body and this free flow of being with these women and being safe, mm. being safe. So I found my voice through safety, a beautiful mentor space with women that's how it came to me. And then it's been able to grow within me as I, you know, I can't be in a teepee with six women all the time. So I <laughs> <laughs> so slowly start to, you know, uh, uh, integrate it into my more daily life and <clears throat> become more aware of uh, that I can not only release through movement, but also through sound. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I, I I found my voice, but it was particularly from a safe space and from freedom of expression. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you for letting me speak. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for absolutely. Asking such great questions and being, you know, really curious and giving me space. I so appreciate it. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. I'm just over here crying. <laughs> I'm just crying and sweating. And so <laughs> the waters are flowing. I love the everything. Yes. <laughs> Water. Um well, I I could, you know, continue to talk with you for probably about two more hours straight and I'm just I'm so grateful that that you said yes to coming on to this podcast and for sharing your wisdom and um but I honestly feel like providing such a powerful healing with everything that you shared today so so much love and appreciation and gratitude for for you saying yes and having this conversation with me and um any last thoughts that you want to share before we we end today no just thank you this again has been a dream of mine so i just uh i feel so full and um and grateful Ah, wonderful. Yes, dreams are coming true. The waters are flowing yes! for me and <laughs> your vision has come to life. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you All so right, much, my Vanessa. Dear. You're welcome. We'll talk soon. Sounds Thanks, good. everyone, Thank you. for listening to Check the Energy podcast today. And we'll be back soon.